3: Deuce and Mo, the that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Up late on a Saturday night as the Kings started their seven-game road trip in Minnesota, and it did not. Get off to a great start the Kings try to make it a game late De'Aaron Fox woke up in the fourth quarter had 21 of his 29 points in that fourth quarter but it was Ant-Man down the stretch hitting daggers in the faces of Kings defenders and Minnesota stays hot all of a sudden they're propelled up into the sixth spot in the Western mm. Conference this is without cats mm. they beat Minnesota excuse me they beat the Kings tonight 117 to 110. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How are you, Mo? I'm a, I'm okay. This loss
4: got you down a little bit. No, I just like I I feel it. it I, I honestly, honestly. Yeah,
3: I want honesty.
4: You really want honesty? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, just to be truly honest with everyone, oh, no. oh, you no. know, women, the cycle. Like for me, though,
3: are you in cramp city right now?
4: Cramp city, bloat city, rashes are forming. I, for some reason, could not, I had zero sense of fashion tonight. I looked like a giant doily in my dress and like everything was just off, right? So on top of all of that going on, like, I'll just say to people out there, like, especially meant you try and do that in work. It is just sometimes so much more added stuff, right? And then the mental fatigue and all these different things when you're thinking about other things. I just didn't love my performance and I didn't love the King's performance tonight. Just going to be honest.
3: You know, Mo, I I appreciate the honesty. Really? I I do have a question. (laughs) (laughs) What's your question? I mean, I guess it's more of an observation or statement in a way. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Are you going to piss me off? I don't know. Okay, I, I, I okay just, let's I, see. I,
3: mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess my question would be, I mean, if it happens every month, yeah. do you think at some point you just kind of get used to it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you're not serious. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, you're there's not even an ounce of you that's serious right like you're joking
0: <laughs> just have it fun
4: if if you are serious you need to take some women's <laughs> health courses morgan <laughs> come on you know it was a joke i, I know it was a good I one
3: a good, thank it's you I got you yeah Make no you it, laugh. it's funny you know it's you not gotta funny. stop itching though this is disgusting <laughs> you're like itching there's what else is Help going me. on <laughs> See, this is why you listen <laughs> win or lose to a night chip, because you never know where it's going to go. Uh, as far as the actual uh, Kings game, Morgan Reagan. Yeah. This one is frustrating. You lose 117 uh, to 110. Uh, Minnesota did play last night. They got a nice win against Memphis. It's a team that's playing some pretty good basketball right now. Uh, coming into tonight, they what, what what was uh, blah, blah, blah? It was like... They won 10 of 14. Yeah,
4: the last 15 games, it was uh, like 11 and 4. I yeah, I wish I had the exact, I'm pretty no. sure that's what it was, but yeah, they've been playing basketball together and understanding how to get wins together. Right.
3: The problem tonight is of course, D'Angelo Russell. I still have nightmares of him coming to Sacramento and Ugh. absolutely destroying the the Kings when he was a member of the Brooklyn nets. He comes out absolutely on fire to start this game in the first quarter, knocking down all of his shots four for four from three. I went back and watched all of them. I know. He had a rise and fire over Keegan on a switch in transition. That was just tough. Transition play. Keegan's on him. He just knocked down the shot. Next one, he got an open corner look. It, they were so focused on the paint. Gobert did a good job kind of shielding off Fox, and Fox was way late to get there to close out. Yeah. You leave D'Angelo Russell open, he's going to make you pay. The next one, Sabonis. On the outlet, turnover. Anthony Edwards did a great job getting his hands up, and then Edwards found a wide-open D'Angelo Russell for three. Next one. This is where the communication breakdowns happens. There's too happen. many, but no, yeah, I know. I I know. Mean, I... The, the, some of them are like, oh, that's annoying. Like Turnover leads to an open three. In transition, you get the cross matches. This one was frustrating because Keegan Murray is on him, mm-hmm. but he's not on him.
4: Mm. you know what
3: I mean he's playing off him, like he's just there soft. in his space right so they run a little dribble handoff and th- there's no communication between Herter and Murray it's like Keegan you either need to fight and be up on him or hey Herder, there's got to be a switch instead they let the the guy I forget who it might have been McDaniels Dribble handoff. They're both kind of shielded off. And then, like, kind of a half-hearted contest comes, and Russell knocks down the shot. The communication tonight, there were so many communication breakdowns on that that it was frustrating. And then, I'm sorry, you just got to play these guys tighter. All right? I need you guys. Make them put the ball on the floor and drive and trust that your help's going to be behind you. Because guys just... If you're just gonna go one on one, kind of play off D'Angelo Russell, hand up, uh, he can make that shot. He practices this shot all the time with defense like that. But even,
4: but even if, even if you understand your personnel, you studied up, you did your homework, you know what type of defense you need to play. The guy already hit how many threes on you at one? Let's just say after the third three, you should already have such a different mentality when you're going to be defending him. Okay, shit, I'm not going to let him get the ball. I'm going to deny. Okay, on a dribble handoff, I'm going to get up in his jersey um, and be even more physical. Like, that adjustment, that in-game adjustment, needs to be automatic. It doesn't need to be after a timeout, Mike Brown chews you out, you know, and whatever. It doesn't need to be after the half, after you get to regroup yourself in the locker room, that needs to happen as a player, just from the mentality standpoint of being like, oh yeah, I gotta change things up if we wanna make him miss that shot.
3: So the first quarter got off to a terrible start. I did like how Sabonis came out aggressive. He was looking for his, which he needs to do more often. Can't be having games where he gets 10 field goal attempts. You know, that he's gotta come out more aggressive. I did like the lift that first stint when KZ and Davion came into the game. It was like, okay. Like, defending the pick and roll a little better. Davion's getting in the guys. One of the first plays I saw, when, when Davion comes in the game, Edwards goes to post him up. Yeah. Davion wh- rips it away.
4: Did a great job. He had, he, had, he had, like, a few defensive plays like that throughout yes. this
3: game. Then you had, I noted another play in the first quarter, Morgan, Anthony Edwards had the easiest jam of his life. Hmm. Uh, it was on a pick and roll with D'Angelo Russell. Terrible miscommunication. HB and Fox do not communicate at all. And you have three guys, Nas Reed is the other screener up there, right? Yeah. Three guys all staring at Russell, leaving a straight line for Anthony Edwards to get the ball back and dunk it because the weak side came over late. Fox was kind of playing in behind after. But those are the things that... We can't have communication breakdowns and and pick-and-roll coverages. Like, you guys have to talk. And these are the things that... If the Kings are going to find ways to win when the offense isn't clicking, like tonight they're missing there some you shots. Go. These are the plays that stick out to you. Because I think everyone yep. tonight's like, well, they missed shots tonight. They for sure missed some shots tonight. But if they play respectable defense, they only lost by seven points. You still have a chance to win the game you, if you play respectable defense. You
4: don't even need to be uh, this great defense, right? It's just like Deuce is saying, the simple things. Yeah. the Being locked in and communicating correctly or being locked in and rotating over in a timely manner. It's just those little things as an individual you can do so much better even if someone isn't uh, communicating with you or you can get a teammate going. It just didn't feel like people were locked in um, and engage from the start in this game. Obviously, I know we'll talk about De'Aaron Fox and what he did in that fourth quarter, but that has a lot to do with, again, why are you turning it on there? Why are you responding yes. to their tone instead of setting the tone?
3: Well, and we'll get to that because I want to go in order tonight. Absolutely. Bit, no, no, and
4: I didn't mean no, to no. do that.
3: Just say sorry, and we'll move on. I'm
4: so Thank sorry. Thank you.
3: Thank you. So, no, so at the end of the first, it was 29-21. Minnesota was on top. Sacramento could not have had a worse like start offensively from a shooting perspective. They were 6 of 22. They were 1 of 8 from 3. Meanwhile, Minnesota was 7 of 13 just from 3 in the quarter, including Russell, who was 4 of 4. The way they started the second quarter was way better. They start the second quarter, and they had a pretty good second quarter. They outscored Minnesota 38-28 in the second quarter, end up taking a halftime lead, and they got it going, and I thought a couple of key things happened. They got some dunk. They were aggressive, especially yeah. once Gobert was out, whatever. But they had, they started the, the second quarter with three dunks in a row on three yes. straight offensive possessions.
4: Weren't they all three Mezzi dunks? Uh, uh, no, Monk, no Monk, had, Monk had the first one and
3: then Metu had the last yep. two. and that Metu jam on Gobert. Oh, my God. Metu yammed it on Gobert's face.
4: That's how he did it. That was nasty. Yeah, it was pretty. It was cool seeing Monk connect with him as well. You know, just making some nice passes, being the playmaker. Um, really setting the tone with the energy right away.
3: My th- one of the things I liked in this quarter, yeah. that they did well, they ran some more pick and rolls. Put Gobert in the pick and roll. Make him come out and defend. And when they did that tonight, they actually got some good looks. Anytime that they were... Gobert was patrolling the middle like he usually does. He's so long, right? Good luck. They, one, the Kings would not attack him at all. I mean, how passive they were in those situations. Even when they got to the paint touches, there was no threat to the basket. It was clear. When I saw Harrison Barnes drive and get into the paint, he was passing the ball. De'Aaron Fox, he wasn't going to be a threat. He's going to circle out, try to shoot a fadeaway jumper. Sabonis, trying to pump fake. There was one play I noted in the second quarter, Morgan, where HB has... It's dealing with going at Gobert, and he's doing a pump fake. I don't know why you're pump faking Rudy Gobert.
4: He's not going to jump.
3: What? He doesn't need to jump. You're 6'8". He's 7' whatever with a, I think, is it 9-foot wingspan? Something 20 like that. 20-foot wingspan. 20-foot wingspan, 20-foot yes, wingspan. If you're going to do this, you need to go at his chest. Westbrook said it years ago when he was with the Rockets or with the, with the Thunder when they would play Utah. He's going straight through his chest. Do not be doing pump fakes, okay? Sabonis did the same thing. When Sabonis got some looks, it was the footwork. It was showing off his post moves that got that. Don't be going with pump fakes on Rudy Gobert. Go at his chest. This Kings team not only needs to play more physical defensively getting in the guys, they have to be more physical offensively in those type of situations.
4: And I think when you... When Deuce is saying, go at his chest... He's not acting like, oh, it's just so, it's such a simple concept, you know, this giant man in there. He's going to disrupt things no matter what. Even if he's not blocking shots, he's going to change up an offensive plan with just his presence in the paint. But it doesn't mean that there isn't a certain strategy you can still have to break down his presence in the key right it doesn't matter whether it's just with your physicality going into his chest or making sure that you're getting him two steps over so you're getting your big a nice little jumper a five footer whatever it may be there's just different ways you have to adjust your game and i just don't think they have figured out how to do a great job of adjusting their offensive game when it's tough to get into the paint right yeah and it's it's not simple yet again it is a simple concept it's a mindset too yeah it's be
3: aggressive another play that i wrote down from that second quarter and i'm curious to get your perspective on this yeah. so hb is guarding gobert deep post position we know gobert is not much of a post threat but what he is is like hey i mean i've got hb on me he's got deep position here's my thing lyles came over way too late on the double team, okay. Why Harrison Barnes cannot guard Gobert in this situation? The double team needs to come faster. Yeah, make Gobert a passer. Make Gobert think and give make his yes. make a decision. Yes, disrupt Instead, his game and his thought process. Once, once Gobert's turning to the basket and going up with his move, it's too late. It's too late. Come hard on that double team, and I'm not saying you most times you're not going to ever double-team Gobert in the post because it's like he's not a post player. He's not really looking for that. But in that situation, he is because Harrison Barnes is on him. This is attention to detail. It's knowing your personnel. It's making sure, oh, wait, HB needs some help. I'm going there to help him now because Gobert can't make a pass to save his life.
4: Yeah, and if you're going to double, make sure the right person is doubling, right? Not the person that's guarding Ant, not the person that's guarding D'Angelo Russell. Like, it's got to be the... you. you your your homework and your game plan going into this game, it didn't look like it was done. It didn't look like it was executed. Now, the Kings did not play this team this season, right? Sure. Like, this was their first game this season. So it's like a real test going up against them um, for the first time. You know what they're capable of. You watch film on them. You know what you should do. So hopefully, too, these adjustments are going to be made by Monday.
3: People in the chest saying, "Coach Deuce, Deuce is telling us some stuff." Look, I'm just off from my perspective watching the game. The basketball mind's in full mode right now. Ball is life. Wow. I'm this? not
4: going to lie; I do appreciate your notes and your breakdown because sometimes watching it um, just live and quick, and yeah. then you have to go talk about it at the half, and then post game, you coming back and really watching it and breaking down with some of these notes. It's absolutely beautiful. Coach Deuce here.
3: Next, next note. I yeah, wrote, please. Noted. Because I was paying attention to the Russell threes. You know, I, I had someone in our Discord, one of my guys, Dave, who's always quick to jump on Fox, who went, "Fox is getting cooked by Russell. And I'm like, well, <laughs> not really. Uh, but Russell had a monster night. This play was frustrating. Russell knocks down another three. How did he get it? Why is he getting these looks? I thought one guy who came in and tried to make life more challenging in this game was Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell was a dog out there tonight. He was playing him tight. He was playing him tight. Screener comes, there's guys are switching left and right. Davion notices that weak side corner is open. He's got to go out there and contest. So Monk has to come out when that pass is made back to Russell to come out and close out and prevent him from knocking down a shot. You saw the play too. It was one of the first plays we talked about when you showed up tonight. Yeah, Monk's closeout was not good enough in that situation. And
4: again, it's just like, understanding the personnel that's on the floor. What would you rather have D'Angelo Russell do in that moment after what he's been doing all game? You'd probably rather have him put the ball on the floor, uh, have a mid-range shot, and or take it in to the paint. You know, you can hopefully have your help there, depend on the other guys, uh, to clean the mess up. Instead, you're closing out slowly. You're not even aggressively closing out on someone who is just on fire from deep it was frustrating to see like those those moments like you just have to be able to turn it on in those moments be like oh shit, yeah i know exactly who that is and i know exactly how i need to play this like we've seen these guys run out past guys on closeouts and it's been frustrating at times you're like why are you biting this guy isn't going to make this but when it's d'angelo russell after making five threes
3: chase him off the line yep because he's in rhythm now i want him to put it on the floor and 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 maybe settle or maybe turn the ball over he is turnover prone sometimes so let's see what else he can do besides just catching and shooting he's not going to hesitate he did not there especially off a weak closeout he knocked down the shot um I know a couple other plays in that first half. I love Davion brought in energy tonight. I felt like not only defensively, we're talking about the play with Edwards, we talk about even just rotating on defense, communicating. He had a strong take to the cup, not only in the first half, he had another one in the second half we'll talk about. But I love seeing that. Next thing, Sabonis got called for a travel. An example I brought up earlier Go Bears on him. There's a lot, you know, congestion down there. Yeah. He's pump faking to death. He travels. Again, you're big Sabonis. I need You're you. You're strong. To pl- You're strong, man. Go at this guy's chest. You tell him he doesn't want it. He doesn't want that physicality. You he wants you to. do? He wants you to overthink it. He wants you. Part of Gobert's success in the NBA, is he just, makes people
4: think twice. He makes
3: you think.
4: And how could you not, right? I mean, that's that's the the value that he adds with just being in the game
3: exactly uh and then the kings really got it going because they had success in the pick and roll that's what they did better when he was more away from the basket and pick and roll coverage and they were able to get some bonus some looks met tooth, that was good at the half the kings led by two 59 57 which is great yeah anthony edwards only had eight points at the half and you're like okay no. man, what's gonna happen here we go to the third quarter and it was another bad offensive quarter for the kings they outscored 33 to 21 Uh, They shot 7 of 21 in that third quarter. They were just 3 for 11 from 3. The starters gave the Kings just 9 points in the quarter. In fact, Fox, Barnes, and Herter were 0 for 13 in the third.
4: And then Ant-Man got it going. Yeah, he sure did get it going. Because in that whole second half, D'Angelo Russell only scored 2 points, right? So whatever the point of emphasis was to slow him down... Or, you know, sometimes guys, they're just not going to be that hot of shooting an entire game. It worked. But then you forgot about the other guy, Ant-Man, a guy who the night before was clutch against Memphis. He's on a tear right now. He really is. He's just a fantastic player. I mean, you know he is, and sometimes he's going to get his, but you just wish sometimes that you could...
3: Bless you. (laughs)
4: Thanks. When... Win with when it comes to the physicality right like that's how you that's how you disrupt good players who
3: was the most physical with him
4: davion mitchell your six foot
3: point guard davion mitchell
4: oh okay yeah yeah i mean i i was i would say i agree with that just but i feel like davion mitchell is that with everyone no
3: for sure i'm just saying that that's that's the issue too and we mentioned Edwards having 8 points at the half he finishes the game with 34 he cooked them in the second half he had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He did have 6 turnovers as well. I, he's a really good I mean I think he's a star player. I I'm in love with the guy. I think he's Absolutely. the face of that franchise. I want I have some T-Wolves thoughts I'm going to say for a little bit cool. for now because they they ha- they need to pick a direction and I have their direction. Okay. Um, I thought Davion did some nice things. Uh, He got it going, but Davion in that third quarter took an offensive foul. That was great. Then he's dealing, he's guarding Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man hit forced into a tough shot. He makes it, he shot over Davion Mitchell, but Davion played great defense. The next play after that Davion has Noel guarding him and Noel is, he can't get by Noel. It's like, geez, he's, he can't cross him up. Davion was like, I'm not giving up. He keeps going, and he takes him all the way to the basket, looking like a running back, took him to the cup. It was such a nice move.
4: Yeah, he he has some nice little handles on him, and he's really improved the way that he's able to utilize those handles, right? And really get someone going one way to go the other. Um, I know we keep talking about, oh, he needs to work on his shot, his shot, his shot. If you can find ways at that size to finish at the rack um, and or create a play out of it, then keep doing that, you know, keep being dominant with that. But yeah, it's great to see when he has that, the type of offensive game. The chat, moments. the
3: chat just exploded by the way, with because what? they're like, what's the audio in the background? I'm going, what's going on? Nick was coughing in the background. Cause he put himself in the night chat feed. I had him unmuted from the last time we were on. These are the moments that I'm like, I'm was done, he I,
4: doing that the whole time? No,
3: not the whole time. The last, like, probably minute and a half. So, just to be clear, when you're listening to the audio later, and they're like, what is that noise in the background? The cough, Like, what is some dude wheezing in the background? That is Coach Nick, who put himself in our night chat lobby in Discord and just was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait here. There, We, we literally have he a knows, lobby. He knows that, the rules. Yeah, he has a... Here, put him back in the waiting room. There's a thing that says waiting room. He puts himself in the night chat. And then uh, has himself unmuted. That was, oh, my God. I'm
4: so sorry for not seeing that, guys.
3: What? I'm sorry. I,
4: yeah. Nope. Nope. Can't be mad at Coach Nick.
3: <sighs> Namaste. Namaste. There we Namaste. go. Namaste. Namaste!
4: Namaste! <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. So, anyway, he got cooking. Uh, uh, Anthony Edwards did. Uh, Anthony Edwards just looks special to me. He looked, I'm like, oh, who who are you spo- who on this roster can guard him? Like, good luck. Um, the other guy I noted too, Nas Reed. Get at if, it. Let's go. Morgan, if you watch Nas Reed tonight I'm and, a Nas and, Reed and, guy. and did not circle his name and go, yeah, I he can we get him on the Kings, please?
4: I was telling my boss next to me, I was like, that's the guy you got to look at. And he's like, really, he's like, but he's big and no rebounds. He was in for like seven minutes. I was like, but look, nine points. He had like nine points in seven minutes. And, and just right there, it was like, let him go.
3: Like he plays tough. Yeah. He play, he's long. He gets after it. He had 14 points. He had two rebounds on six and nine shooting. And he played 13 minutes tonight. Yeah. It's not perfect. I don't know that you're going to be running the offense through him, but get him going and pick and rolls. That move he had tonight, Morgan, where – when was this? In the fourth quarter? I want to make sure. That that time he had the dunk. Oh, it was in the fourth quarter. I'm jumping ahead. He gets the ball. Lyle's is on him. He does a little in-and-out dribble. Goes all the way to the basket for the nasty jam. That was sick. But in that uh, third quarter at the end, he was playing bully ball. Then Metsu comes out. And he didn't even give a shot fake, really. He, he put the ball up a little bit as if, like, oh, I'm thinking about shooting it. Metsu goes flying by him, just fly, undisciplined. I'm jumping out to contest. It's like the guy wasn't even in a shooting motion. Like, you got to be disciplined here. It goes to what we always talk about with this team. It's like they either don't close out or they close out, like, insanely. No balance. No balance, jumping <laughs> up in the air. And then it's like, well, no, like, you need a hard close out. But you can't be flying by the guy. Yeah. Because then he just took it easy to the basket. Just
4: a little bit more discipline. But yeah, looking at some of Nas Reed's moves, some of his plays, uh, the guy has – there's so much mobility for him as this, like, girthy dude, right? He's a big dude. He can move. Um, His footwork is nice. He's efficient in the amount of time that he's playing coming off the bench – that's what you want off your bench. Yes. That's what you want off your bench.
3: So at the end of the third, uh, Monk scored. Good thing because cut it to single digits. Yes. So it like a single nice, digit. Nice play. To finish um, it off. So the Kings go down 90 to 81, headed into the fourth quarter. And I felt like watching, because I watched last night, I know you did too, the Minnesota-Memphis game. I was yeah. like, this kind of feels similar to that. Like, felt like, oh, Memphis was kind of hanging around, but Minnesota just looked like the better team. Fourth quarter comes. And I just felt like it was the first time where the Kings played at least more aggressively. Fox went into like turbo mode.
4: He did, but he does that every fourth quarter. No, no,
3: but it looked different. Uh Uh-huh. I know he had 21 points in the fourth quarter tonight. It was incredible. His energy. Yeah. He had the most energy ever. And it was at the end of the game. My point is it's, he needed to be more impactful in quarters one through three. And it just looked the team, like even Sabonis, I noted it down. Like he got physical. It was early fourth quarter. He's in the post. He shouldered. Yeah. Go Bear. Go Bear goes kind of flied. Sabonis scores it. It's 95 87 at that moment. Fox was outstanding. He looked like an all star in that fourth quarter. It was fun to watch. He was getting to his spots, hitting the big three, getting to the basket mid range. He was kind of doing everything offensively. He was carrying the team. But it's like too little too late it's i love the 21 points i just wish i saw some more sprinkled in throughout the game that aggressiveness the i don't have fear of go bear in this situation and i didn't see that in quarters one through three from sacramento
4: because it wasn't there and but it, why i i couldn't tell you because you couldn't blame it on being tired or fatigued legs right if they weren't the team that was playing a second night of a back-to-back it just really felt like they weren't focused and locked in and I don't know what that has to do you know like I don't I don't know what that what caused that um a, a flight no like they've been doing this all season long right so no it's not that um but at the same time whatever it was for them that turned it on later in that game it is frustrating to see cuz you're like you're capable of doing this for an entire game. Like De'Aaron almost looked sluggish before that fourth quarter, which uh, which was strange because I hadn't seen that from him for a while, unless it was like, oh, he's gassed because he played an entire game. Right.
3: And and even Katie was mentioning that on the broadcast. Yeah, his shots are short tonight. He looks like he was a little tired tonight. Fourth quarter comes, it's like he's turning on the Jets. I'm like, did they give him a jet pack for that fourth quarter? Like, did they get a booster? Like what is happening? What?
4: A jet. Like, what are you a dad? Dad joke. One one. Did they get him a jet pack? He went on the way to the basket. No, he just, he was just locked in like in that fourth. He felt it. And, like you said, my I, whole point the physicality is, that was The there. whole
3: point to the jetpack thing I'm bringing up is mm-hmm. the fact that, don't snap at me. That, see, you're, you're all patchiness and what you detailed in the early in the podcast is coming to light. Yeah, because oh, you- Oh, wait, no, se- what? Sh- shut your <laughs> yeah, mouth. Yeah, no, no, just, no, no, no. I don't think shut you Shut up. <laughs> shut up. You just criticized me calling me dad joke. All I was, my whole point I was trying to illustrate was this guy looked totally gassed and- The first three quarters, and the fourth, he looks better than ever. Jetpack engaged! My God,
4: you want to take that back?
3: No, I don't.
4: Really? That was kind of mean.
3: What to say? Shut up.
4: Well, yeah, and that, yes, actually, there was like three things there that were actually kind of mean.
3: I'm gonna say sorry.
4: Thank you. You said it. Don't even say anything else. All right. Going back to the jetpack and De'Aaron Fox, we're just going to catch that. Stop there. You said sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't think we need to give a shit about what it was anymore. I don't think. I feel like, too, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like you're really frustrated from tonight's game. Um, and I'm saying that in the sense of I. I felt really annoyed about tonight's game, but I go look. They hadn't played this game before the in, or they haven't played this team this season yet, so it's a different type of matchup. Now, how they respond on Monday is where it really matters to me. It's not a back to back. You know what you need to do against this team. It's not like they're all of a sudden going to throw Cat in there, right? Cat's not ready to play yet, and even if I he wish was, he was.
3: I wish he even was. if he
4: was, what would that do to their team dynamics right now? So you, uh,
3: first of all, I don't feel like I'm that frustrated. Is it because I'm pointing out some of the mistakes from tonight? No, I think
4: like the, the, uh, being not confused, but being like, Okay, maybe it is confused. Like, why why didn't they start the game like this? You know, why didn't we get that type of physicality from Sabonis and De'Aaron? But
3: that's a mind, like, to me, I can I can deal with things, like, losses when they just miss shots, and it's like, they're getting good shots, they're missing it. Yeah. What I don't like is, like, hey, you played, and I admire you keep fighting. Like, that's a good quality to have. But when you talk about how fragile this race is in the West, Because it's very fragile. And, you know, you, you're in the 3C now, but we all know you could fall fast. You can move up fast. Like Minnesota's starting to move up. Now you, you gotta be locked in. And I think these are th- like a, a, these games against Minnesota are important too, because we're talking about a hey, tiebreaker things with this, right? You may see this team down the road. I want you to be engaged. And although I can like what I saw with some of the things in the fourth quarter, too many defensive breakdowns, not physical enough defensively and not physical enough offensively. And so when I, I see it in the fourth quarter, it's frustrating because it's like, it shouldn't take that, especially coming off the heels of what just happened at home against Toronto. You had a couple of days off because
4: how many times can we say like, Oh, these type of games happen. Um, I, I felt very disappointed in the Toronto game, but I also didn't feel like, Oh, these type of games happen, especially when you're trying to be the team that isn't going to have those type of games in these important times. Right. And Matt, barnes was on the show tonight and we were talking about how like this part of the season teams really figure themselves out like minnesota starting to string together some good basketball for their squad or even just a style of basketball that's working for them that's translating into w's um You're seeing it with the Clippers who have won five straight now, you know, and are climbing up the Western conference standings. There are teams all across the NBA. And this was something that I had been worried about from the beginning of the season. When I said, okay, Kings, I can't just say an automatic playoff spot. And even right now, It's not because of how necessarily the Kings are playing. It's more how other teams, especially in the Western Conference, getting healthy and are starting to play and figure themselves out. But
3: with this game specifically, it was there for the taking. Like, we mentioned all these negative things. Kings didn't shoot well. They were 9 of 33 from 3. They missed 9 free throws tonight. And they lost by 7. And that's with Minnesota... Shooting 17 of 37 from three, 52%, like pretty crazy numbers for Minnesota. And you were still in the game. In fact, at the end, it looked like it was out of reach. And then you, like, Russell got that technical. Barnes misses the free throw. Mm-hmm. They have an eight second violation.
4: Oh my God. There was. It, then it, the
3: Kings had a turnover. Like, Minnesota was literally trying to, hey, do you want the game? Here
4: you go. You want the bit. game? You want
3: the game? And then Edwards had that nasty but be, but three. But even
4: that Edwards nasty three. There's like 20 seconds on the clock at down four. I think it was down four. And I was just like, why aren't we either getting up
3: there was no, that's the thing. Yeah. It was Keegan one and Keegan like stayed in front of him, but it was a contestant. It's no like, urgency. This guy's on fire right now. Like throw another body at him. It's like when Luca gets going, you throw another guy or at him, get if, the ball. If his you're hands. not
4: going to throw another body at him, have your guy overplay him in that moment, yeah, yeah. right? Have Keegan overplay and get handsy and get physical in that moment. See what you can get away with without fouling. Right? Yeah. Pull a little P.J. Tucker. That's what he does all oh, game, every dude. game.
3: P.J. Tucker was awesome tonight, or today on or the That's funny that I'm talking about that, too. because
4: The second I mean, half,
3: they put him on Jokic, and man, he did work. He
4: fouls all game. Yeah. yeah. So then he sets the tone, like, this is the way I play defense, and you're not going to call it all game long. Like, that's literally what the vet does.
3: So the Kings end up um, losing this game. 117 to 110. They are still 27 and 21. Minnesota now 27 and 25 on the season. These two teams play again on Monday night in Minnesota. A couple of takeaways that we just recap the whole game here. Um, I think the guy that jumped out to me a lot tonight with his play was Davion Mitchell. And we talked about his defense and how impactful he was. And then we talked about how the Kings struggled to get stopped sometimes tonight. Davion Mitchell only played 17 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought Davion tonight was aggressive. He also had five assists. He had three rebounds. He's doing great things defensively. You need him on Russell, okay, fine. You need to pressure Anthony Edwards. He'll do that. He played one minute in the fourth quarter, and I just think Davion's a great example of a guy that he needs to play more. And I don't. That means you're gonna have to sacrifice someone's minutes. So
4: I I was asking Matt about this in the game after the game too. I was like, I love Mike Brown. Yeah, love. But I can criticize his rotations.
3: Oh and by the way, it doesn't matter who the coach is, we criticize rotations. Well,
4: what I will tell weird. you that's
3: just what fans do.
4: What I will tell you though, there's been coaches in the past where I'm like, I'm not really criticizing the rotations because I'm like there's nothing there's nothing gr- there was nothing great enough about the roster to be like, oh man, this guy has to play or you got to do this instead." There wasn't enough of that, right where now you're seeing guys. Guys that have stood out that either deserve to be rewarded, that it's shocking when he doesn't trust someone, blah, 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 whatever. Casey Ockpala goes into this game super early, plays three and a half, four minutes, you know, to be out there as a defender, has a terrible corner three.
3: He had a terrible floater too. Yeah, Yeah, and
4: it's, I feel bad, but like, you know, he just hasn't, he hasn't been what I'm sure they wanted him to be, whatever. So then you also see Rashawn Holmes go in for a a minute or whatever it was at the end of a quarter, and you're just going, okay, so you're not feeling him either. No TD again, but then going to your whole point about Davion Mitchell. In those big moments, and you're seeing him feeling it, why isn't there a little bit of trust for him and his ability to, I don't know, to, to give you... Something on both ends of the floor, even yeah. if it isn't an outside shot. You know, there was other things that he was still um doing, even with just a nice crossover and creating something. Is
3: there a way we could give Davion some sort of like surgery to make him like six eight? Yes, there is. That'd be great. Like we just make him longer. It's so
4: gross, but there is that. Sur- <sighs> okay, I don't want to hear this gross. Really? That's gross. No, it's uh, like yeah. Real. I mean, look. I,
3: I even Real. think tonight, when, I, when I'm when i going over all the defensive mistakes, some of these things, the good news about it, mm-hmm. they're fixable. Like, we're not just talking about, oh, man, you just can't guard a guy because you're beat, or there's effort. And I think so many times when we talk about things with defense, especially just in, in basketball conversation, and I think basketball conversation – especially nationally can get lazy. I heard it today on ABC when they're talking about the Kings or whatever team they're talking about, you know, you you compare it to how football is talked about. You watch a football breakdown. They're like, they got tape out. They're going super in detail about, you know, a zone blocking and this guy, a gap, all this stuff. We don't do that enough in basketball. And I think so many times we just go, Oh man, they play bad defense, bad effort. And it's like, I don't even think it was bad effort tonight. I think it was poor mis- uh, poor communication, mm-hmm. not being totally locked in at times. You got to be locked in. And some of it too is the Kings don't have all this great defensive personnel either, and there's going to be bad ma- matchups. Someone like Anthony Edwards, sometimes there's not ma- much you can do with him. The guy came into the, this game the last 4 games averaging 34 a night. What do you get tonight? 34. And that goes for I mean, a yeah, lot of
4: teams, too, yeah. right? Like, other teams are going to have these difficulties on these star players in this, in this league. I think um, when we were talking about on our other show, we had Chris Biederman on, and he was talking about how an offense like this for the Sacramento Kings, even if teams do their homework and adjust, there's going to be times that this elite offense still does things, executes things because they're so good at cutting without the basketball or they're so good with their timing off a screen. And I think for the Kings, like when you're defending teams and you're defending some of these players that play at the elite level, they're still going to get theirs. But you have to do your homework enough to know, okay, what do they do so great that there's a way, there's a strategy, something to slow them down. Oh, being physical gets in their head. Okay, play play mind games with them okay we got it we got to utilize some of that like whatever it takes sometimes you just got to go yep. in that direction
3: uh G- lee adams bringing up hey keegan turned uh several drives away watch how many times a, a player will pass when keegan is squared up you'd be surprised no i'm uh, keegan you could tell has the makings of being a pretty strong defensive player you know kyle anderson got him a couple of times because he's slow-mo he gets you and some moves sometimes, and he's got some length. But, no, I think Keegan does a, a pretty solid job. There's some mismatches sometimes. But he even had a couple of nice plays on Anthony Edwards. And it's like, yeah, good job, man. You, you stayed in front of him and forced him into a tough shot. A lot of the stuff with the Kings, to me, is like it's it's the details. It's communicate Talking is the biggest thing. Switching, pick-and-roll coverage, all of that. Those things really matter. And, you, and then playing with a little more physicality. yeah. Like, like Davion, I know we always bring him up as an example. He gets in the guys like he is on him. He's bumping him. He's making, you got to feel he's capable of yeah. doing
4: it without fouling because obviously he's so good when it comes to his footwork, his IQ. Like, I mean, what he's worked on to move laterally yeah. with someone without fouling is absolutely incredible. I get it. Not every guy is going to do that, but can you strive to be that so you can land upon um, something that's closer?
3: So. Couple of my big takeaways. I'd like to see more Davion. Um, I want more more pick and roll against Minnesota on Monday with Gobert in the game. Okay, get him out. Let Sabonis get some easier looks, and then when you attack Gobert. You do it with some physicality, get him in the chest, lower that shoulder, use your body, use your size, and, use your strength.
4: And if you shove him in that pick and roll, like, look what happened. Those few great plays when Mezzi was down by the basket, had too. that lob threat, right? The, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. don't always just have to, like, drop a, a little bounce pass to whoever's rolling. Like, let someone be that lob threat because when Gobert comes over to, you know, a foot or whatever, there's no one else there rotating over and help.
3: Uh, CJ brings up a great point. If Fox played like he did in the fourth quarter all the time, he'd have eighty four points.
4: That's yeah. a genius. Yeah. Smart. It's that great simple, point.
3: guys. It's that simple. Yep. Um, hey, make sure if you're in the chat by the way, hit the thumbs up button, please. Saturday night, ten thirty at night. Hit that thumbs up or button. Make sure you're subscribed. Cujo says he just got out of the shower. Man, you've been for like forty five sh-
4: minutes. That's a lot of water, Cujo. Yeah, man. I'm sure it wasn't a bath.
3: <laughs> <laughs> God. Um a couple other things real fast uh about this game. Yeah. Uh, big picture stuff with Minnesota. Anthony Edwards is their guy. This team is kind of fun. I think Kyle Anderson's been a nice pickup for them. I know the Kings had real interest in trying to get Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Uh, they had discussions with him in free agency trying to get him uh to Sacramento. He's been really nice. Jaden McDaniels is an impact guy. I give you fifteen and eight tonight. Russell's been playing better. Nas Reed's energy, all of that. I just I look at this team and go, this is working now. And the problem now is what happens when Cat gets back. The Cat Gobert thing doesn't look like it works it to me. It doesn't. It did not work when we saw it. Cat hasn't played since late November. There's no timetable on his return either. And I think with this group, you're going, all right. Anthony Edwards is all of a sudden looking like the guy that we have seen before. He is playing free. This group is playing free. This Tim Connolly made a big mistake by getting Gobert and then the giving Cat the extension it doesn't work. I I, I would, I know it's been talked about in internet circles forever. I'd be shopping cat, try to get him get trade on.
4: Here's what I think cat still has. Obviously he has so much value, right? Like, especially when it comes to being able to stretch the floor, um, being a big that can do some damage underneath. But one of his problems, and in my opinion, I think other people talk about this as well is like, is he a champion? And it's not like, Oh, have you been to a a finals? Have you had a finals appearance? Right. Or what you can do in the postseason? No, like you see him on a squad and he has the reputation of that fake tough guy. I don't feel like dumping all over cap because I think he does some great things on the floor. But I, I think when you look at his mentality as a player it is really important to think is that what i want to build my team around is that what i want leading this squad um i think you know what your future is in minnesota and that's anthony edwards yeah
3: and you're pretty much stuck with gobert at this point so right you might as well get the most out of him and he still is impactful i mean you saw it tonight he was impactful defensively um although flawed for sure but the cat thing is, like, he is under contract. Could you move him in a different deal and, and, and improve this team? I just think Anthony Edwards is the guy. He has that mentality that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. He has it. And then he's got the shot making. He's got the personality. I think he has everything you need well, to be a star player on a good team.
4: What were you saying about Trey Young?
3: Well, I was just suggesting if, like, there's been buzz about Trey Young and, like, hey, you want a good reset? like trade to Minnesota and cat goes to join Dejounte Murray in Atlanta. Fresh start for both. You know, you get, I don't even know if that would work. I, that was just something Interesting. that's been throwing.
4: Okay. Out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're Minnesota, I mean, I, wow. How sad is that? Like, Oh, I wouldn't want Trey young. I think he, but, another yeah, I mean, phenomenal even, player. But that's the thing.
3: I would just say this. You can move cat. I would move cat. Now, I'm not saying that the deadline or something, but, like, in in the future, I would consider moving it. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. When Cat comes back, whenever that is, let's say it's post-All-Star break or in March, and this team's trying to make a playoff run, it's not going to go well when he gets back. Mm -hmm. It is going to ruin what they have going right now.
4: What if Minnesota, what if, what if, like, I'm just, I haven't heard anything like this. What if they could sell cat at the trade deadline because that, then a team like you you're selling low technically yeah, and so higher, yeah what
3: if that happened it would be shocking i absolutely a, a deal would of be that sh- magnitude it would just, be shocking
4: no. i mean they were weird enough to put gobert next to off-season. cat it was in the off season they still did it
3: the trade deadlines in like eight days something uh, like a deal like that materializing that fast very unlikely.
4: Very unlikely. I was just saying. I'm not acting like I have insight on it or anything. I'm oh, just,
3: that's, you know, that's a good point. Apparently, cat can't be traded until the summer because of his max extension. Thank you. So, no, okay. it literally can't Great. happen.
4: Yeah. White Owl won. So Thank say you. Say sorry to white no, Owl. No, you say sorry for not knowing that no. right away when I was saying that no. could even be a possibility.
3: No, I'm not going to say sorry. You should. Say. All right, Um, right. Let's check in with uh, Coach Nick, who you probably heard coughing in the background earlier because I guess he was here. <laughs> nick what what's up dude mo how are you can i be honest with you nick yes i'm one are you okay what's wrong with your throat and show your face i'm okay i'm fine okay nick you're not
4: okay you sound terrible bro
3: You, you had strep throat like two weeks ago hello Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay, Nick, a couple of things. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I am a little mad at you right now. Oh. Okay. And the reason being is because you know the rules. Do not put yourself in the night chat chat. And then you come in the chat and you're just coughing in the background (laughs) while we're trying to do a show in the chat to tell me, hey, Nick is coughing in the background. There's noise. He's wheezing in the background. You cannot put yourself in night chat like that. Okay. Thank you. All right, I forgive you now. Um, now let's get to the real issue. What? Why do you still sound sick? No, I'm okay, N- Nick. No, no. So not, like, you're not. You sound really sick right yeah. now.
4: Yeah.
0: No,
3: I'm okay. What's wrong with your throat, Nick? You do not sound like Nick. I don't know. Okay.
4: Oh God. We- have, have you been to the doctor again?
3: No. Okay, you okay. need to go to the do- Yeah. You need to make a doctor's appointment. Yes. Get that checked because you do not sound good. And I don't even know why you're talking to us right now because your throat's not good. You do so-
4: not come to a Kings game until your throat you- is better. Well, the Kings
3: aren't here until February 10th. That's
4: a great point, too. God, I can't remember anything. Yeah.
3: Um the um
0: the the Kings lost tonight, and <laughs> we lost, but um, We got to play better.
3: Okay. Nick, we do. And you know what? You need to get better. Okay? So why not? Why not rest Rest your your throat? Rest your voice. Why not? And and get some sleep dreams, okay? Okay. All right. Sleep
4: (laughs) dreams, Nick.
3: All right. We love you, man. All right.
4: Sleep dreams, Nick.
3: Sleep dreams. Bye. Bye. Morgan, he sounds awful. I
4: know. I felt bad. I didn't want him to keep talking. I I, know. Like, I was like, I feel like we are going to take your voice away forever.
3: It sounds really bad. Yeah. Nick, you got to get better, my man. Oh, my God. Hot tea, honey? Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, Emergency room immediately? (laughs) I mean... Oh, Let's go to God. our guy Lizzy. What's up, Lizzy? Yo, do some Mo, what's going on? How you doing, man?
5: Uh doing better than Coach Nick, apparently. Jeez. Yeah. Man,
3: yeah. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's Saturday night and uh Lazy's not blacked out. This is the first of. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. What's what's up?
5: Oh, okay, Mr. Drinking Wine and having a seltzer at the same time. No, no,
3: no. no I am not. I'm drinking a LaCroix or a Kirkland sparkling water it's, well, not spark- it's I mean- sparkling
5: all right uh-huh.
3: okay it's I promise you I'm not drinking a seltzer with wine I'm not trash <laughs> not yet the night is young, right. and what's, though yeah what's going what's on up? man? what's up leasy
5: hey I just wanted to call in and try to cheer you guys up man you know the kings are gonna have some losses here and there you you guys gotta remember this is their first year really being good you know they're still putting everything together and we This isn't a surprise that their defense is kind of lacking. We've said sure. this all year. That's why all year we've been talking about, are you going to trade for Kuzma or whoever people like out there, Mason Plumlee, that's guy I like, or whoever. So it's not really surprising. And D'Angelo Russell, he's always been a King's killer. So I, I don't know why everyone's so surprised. So one, okay.
3: a couple of things. I'm not surprised. I don't think Morgan's surprised. And I'm not, like, upset at all. I was just mm-hmm. pointing out some of the – attention to detail stuff today because i felt like the game was there for the taking despite the fact that they didn't play well like yeah they weren't knocking down shots that's fine but to lose by seven and they were just simple mistakes that if you just make a couple more free throws do a couple oh, of better yeah. things uh defensively you win this game and so i think they'll be fine like big picture wise you you're right like I looked at the seven game road trip and Morgan's like, why do you even say this? But I'm like, I think they can go five and two. I thought you could split Minnesota and maybe you lose one other game like in New Orleans. But when you beat San Antonio, beat the Pacers and beat Houston twice, you come back five and two off that road trip. You're back home at 32 and 22. That's 10 games above 500. That's great. But yeah, I, I thought tonight was just more of like a missed opportunity than anything.
5: Oh, that, you know what? I didn't know that was their schedule. Yeah, that's pretty doable. Um, like you said, the Rockets aren't very good. We all know that. Um, one point you you mentioned earlier is the free throw shooting. That's been a problem all year. I don't know why that's such an issue for them. But yeah, five and two is definitely uh, doable. I'm gonna have to put that in the little YouTube member section. Mm-hmm. You know, Aww. so I can win. A, so I could win a hoodie. You know, yeah. it's pretty nice.
4: <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, so, I don't. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think it's like sad over here or anything I think it's no, more no. just on the level of like oh that's that was annoying when opportunities were still there or just um the way that mm-hmm. they played and weren't focused you know I, I I can't even think of other words I feel like I have so much freaking brain fog um that I can barely talk but truly it was a. Uh, Just one of those things, starting a road trip like that is frustrating because it's like, are you setting the tone for the rest of your road trip? Or what type of game are you going to have Monday? Just respond. Now, if they don't respond well Monday, if they get an ugly win, whatever. You pull out the win. But it's still going to be that mindset's going to be lingering of like oh is this what type of team they really are like how are they supposed to beat all these good teams going forward you know and especially in a time when it's the second half of the season and teams are
5: starting to figure themselves out yeah well one it's okay to have brain fog uh you Thanks. you induce are constantly working 24/ 7 no morning chat night chat afternoon chat everything it's, so it's okay. quality
4: not quantity though so there's no brain fog allowed you know you got to stay healthy stay sharp
3: yes
5: so uh quick question so wait who are they playing monday are they
3: uh minnesota you again running? you got minnesota which is great you, can you adjust. know what i'm
5: a, i'm gonna call it i'm gonna say it again beam lit confirmed oh, oh i'm calling it in i'm confirming it again I, last time i confirmed it they won i'm calling it again i think they're gonna learn from their mistakes make some adjustments and get things right oh, i
3: agree I, I think they're winning on monday absolutely mm-hmm. yeah Good.
5: All righty. Uh, well, All sleep right. dreams. You guys have a good sleep dreams. sleep
3: dreams. Lazy. Yeah, I I don't want this to come across like I'm like super down on the team now just because they lost a the game. I just went over like we we're talking about this specific game. When I take a step back. It's like no, you this, this loss doesn't go. Oh my God, they're done. This is sucks. But it's like no, like they didn't play great tonight and they still had a chance to win in the game. They got to clean some stuff up and respond. I mean, you're going to lose games. I don't know what to tell you. Like, we go – I do think in Sacramento, because of the pass, gets a little too high off wins, for Mm -hmm. sure too high. People, three seed, oh, my God. And then it gets too low. They lose a game. It's like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, Memphis has lost five in a row. There's been more
4: frustrating games than tonight, right? Yes, that's yes. yes. And that's where – that's why I keep using the word annoying because of – where they lost the game and just in some of these moments where you're like, you're better than that.
3: Uh, shout out to Rochi, who donated five bucks, by the way, and said, we just need to clone Davion into different heights and our defensive problems will be solved. There Good you point. go. Good point. Genius. Hey, what's up, Jamie?
2: What's up, guys? How you guys doing tonight? Good. What's going on? Not so much. Um, I just want to say, I know it was a while ago, but it was great. Meet you guys on Monday. That was
3: a lot of fun. Oh yeah, you did cut out a little bit just now, but um for those who didn't, you really hear what he said. Uh, we did meet Jamie at the game on Monday, first time. He he made sure to come on down near the court and was like, "Deuce, deuce," and we went up and said, "What's up?"
4: He only said, "Deuce." Yes, correct.
3: Hmm. Yeah, he he only really cared about meeting yeah, me. Yeah, he but, was
4: like, "Oh, cool, Morgan." Yeah,
3: and Morgan, did you? You took a, we took a picture with him. You never posted it in our Discord, out? Yeah, think. I did. Okay.
2: Yeah, you just yeah yeah it. she did. I saw it. Thank I, I saw it. Thank I did, not, you, see Jamie. It. I did see? not see it. Wow, wow! Whenever I did, I'm in I our, had our to go, Discord, what I had to go way far. I was looking at the Discord during the game, and I was trying to find it, and I had to go way far because all the people are chatting during the game. See? And did
3: you save it? And are you getting it framed?
2: uh i'm i'm I definitely saved it for my camera roll right now. uh, I'll definitely get it framed for sure though
3: or do you think you <laughs> should get it like um like no. blown up to be like almost take up an entire wall in your room?
2: Mm, that's actually not a bad idea. Oh, I yeah, don't yeah, think your parents
4: yeah, would yeah. approve no, that's but, a good idea. Okay. that's a great
3: idea my
2: parents my parents absolutely love you guys. oh, that's so sweet. that's cool,
3: mm. man. That's good mm. to know. Well, I appreciate yeah. your support, man. Anything jump out to mm. you about tonight's game that you want to hit on?
2: Well, uh I real we we came out really good to, in the second quarter. Yeah. The second half the second half just it it fell out of our hands in the second half.
4: Yeah. It was I just um gotta
2: finish the game.
4: That was it. And it's like or finish the game and how about start the game with that same type of intensity that they brought in that fourth quarter at least you know with the way that they were being aggressive and getting to the paint so yeah just changing the mentality i think will help
2: yeah
3: all right jamie well uh, good catching up man enjoy football tomorrow
2: thank you go eagles
5: uh,
3: whoa whoa <laughs> What whoa, a heel. Whoa. that is a, such a what heel, a heel. Move. Uh, you want to hear some Mike Brown post game? Yeah, we've not heard this yet, so I, I figured you know what, let's hear some Mike Brown uh, after the game talking about this Kings uh, loss. Uh,
6: had a terrific game. Um, he just doesn't feel us at all, you know. And somehow, some way, uh, we have to come to these games with a mindset that we're gonna um make guys feel us so we're gonna put pressure on the ball and uh, we're not going to close short especially after a guy hits two threes you know back to back you know our intensity excuse me and awareness level has to go up and in uh, it' and it hasn't uh, and then you know in, in the second half uh, again you know you could say we're playing good defense because we're in front of the ball but uh, you know we Uh, Anthony Edwards, huge game, you know, a huge game. And he was just raising up over us and knocking down shots and shooting threes. And somehow, some way, we're going to have to find somebody um, that can defend these guys. You know, because for one guy to go 14 for 21, another guy to go eight for 14, but more importantly, uh, 12 for 16 from the three-point line, it's not a good recipe right now. And and uh, on top of that, everybody we're playing is shooting in the 50s. And I know the, the shooting percentages and the scoring has gone up, but our offense is good but we're going to have to generate some stops throughout the course of the game especially at the beginning of the game in order to give ourselves a chance we're going to have to win some games sometimes 110 to 102 or something like that everything that we've done when we've won it's been 135 to 128 that is not sustainable that's fool's goal now I'm not talking bad about our offense because our offense I like it, but that is fool's gold if we think as a as a team and organization that we're going to just beat teams by outscoring them. It's not going to happen, especially come playoff time. So somehow, some way, we got to. I have to find combinations of players that can score and that are willing to get stops for us, especially throughout the meat of the game, so guys just don't feel comfortable coming and playing and shooting like they did and, and shooting as a uh, you know, 53% as a team for the game, and you know, you got Nas Reed coming off the bench. He j- just he flat out kicked our ass. You know, we couldn't <laughs> stay in front of him uh, to save our life. And uh, you know, having that type of impact really helped him get over the hump when when we had him on the ropes a little bit. So take your hat off to you know uh, Chris Finch and their whole staff and and, and their team because uh, they handed it to us from the beginning, starting with D'Lo or you spoke about the defense or what happened offensively do you think in in the first and third quarters? Uh, To me, it's, it's, it's just the evolution that came of basketball. You know, we're a good offensive team, but it, it, it's not. We're not going to score 130, 125. I mean, you know, forty-five percent—that's decent. You know, one hundred and ten points—that's decent. You know, it, not great, but sometimes you know you're, you're not going. You know, Kevin went four for twelve from the floor. HB was one for seven from the floor. You know, it's, and they were pretty good shots. I mean, it, you know, during the course of the game, you're like, oh man, good shot. Oh man, I thought C- Trey his two shots were good shots. You know, but they're not gonna always go in and so uh if they're not gonna always go in um you know well whether or not they always go in we gotta hang our hat a little little bit on the defense end of the floor instead of just thinking that we're going to be able to outscore guys. And right now, you know, we're not getting it done defensively. So that, to me, uh, that side of the ball is impacting us more than our offense because, again, I feel like we had great looks. We took care of the ball. We got to the free throw line. We just didn't make shots tonight, you, you know. But on those nights, you can't give up 53% from the floor and 12 or 16 threes from their two best players and think that, uh, you going you're going you're gonna to win a game on the road.
4: It's, it's exactly what we were saying. And, but I love how he words it, how he puts it. And it's the attention to detail, the awareness in those moments when it's Delo knocking down all those threes or, um, Whoever it is that's on fire, Nas Reed coming in with uh his intensity off the bench. Okay, who's gonna slow him down? Like what why aren't we reacting to these things happening right now?
3: Yeah, I mean I, I a lot of the stuff we we covered early in the podcast, and it, it's it's true. It's just it's it's being locked in, man. It's and it's th- this team has a firepower. To score a lot of points, and they will. They've been the number one offensive team in basketball this year, but you're not going to have it all the time. You're just not. It's just that's the way it goes. Sometimes you're going to go through stretches in the long NBA season where you're just missing shots. You get good looks, you miss shots. But you've you got to play with – you have to play with an edge. You have to play with some physicality, and it yep. would go in a long, long way. When Mike Brown said, i got to find some people that can do that, where are I, those that's where people? I was, like,
4: a whole bunch of two-way guys?
3: I mean, it's – they don't have you have two two way guys to me I'm not, and
4: not um
3: and Keon Ellis two way guys um oh, this is fun Morgan's trying to think and I'm in a fog I'm in a fog I literally I I'm, um, I'm in a fog the fog is really messing just me like up a right combo now. guard. Like a combo guard,
4: like, like a combo player, right? That can like can
3: play both sides, a two-way yeah, player? Yeah. Yeah. You, you had it right. I no, thought you were talking about a two-way contract I know, guy. Right? I know you
4: did, but I, I was trying to get more of, like, um, someone who can really play on both ends of the floor. But
3: who's on the roster right now that yes, could do that? Does it mean more Davion Mitchell time? Does that mean you tried Terrence Davis? Who?
4: Oh, it's not even on the roster. You just even look around the league and you go, yeah, you want a whole bunch of those guys, but who plays – to your defensive standards and maybe it's not even too necessarily the standards of it fundamentally it's like if you have that sort of iq like for example like a kevin herder you might not be the greatest defender and known for your defense but at the same time because of your high iq because of your size um in what you're capable of doing on that end of the floor like He's talking about that type of player. I can leave you in there because you can also hit shots on the other end.
3: Well, the Kings apparently are making an additional roster move. This from our buddy Chris Biederman from the Sacramento B, who's on this road trip covering the Kings with the Sacramento Bee. Uh, He says the Kings do not plan to re-sign P.J. Dozier, whose 10-day contract expired today. They plan on adding Deontay Burton from the G League, Stockton Kings on a 10-day contract beginning January 30th, he'll be on the roster in time for Monday's game in Minnesota. Uh, With the PJ Dozier situation for Sacramento, he was on his second 10-day contract. It expired, and you can only sign players per league rules to two 10-day contracts. After that, you either have to let them go or you have to give them a guaranteed deal for the rest of the season. So apparently, the Kings. I mean, I I don't know how you even judge pj dozier he didn't really play like yeah i don't know just
4: in practices they would be able to go but off even that, that like sure.
3: I, they're not practicing a ton at this point yeah. there's not a ton of time to practice so they elect to go with another 10-day route and sign deontay burton a guy that we have gotten the chance to see in stockton um six four Super good guy, super vocal. He's long, six eleven wingspan, supreme athlete. He had a dunk mm. on oh Thursday my night. Oh that was disgusting! His it was awesome.
4: Footwork spin into the dunk, but yeah, I, I
3: it surprised me though because it's I, I have not seen anything from him in Stockton that has blown me away to go. Oh, he's a ten day contract guy, and again, I'm not an NBA personnel guy, but he's I, been fine in I Stockton. Think, he's had some good moments. He's, I
4: think you look at him as a type of guy with that has that dog mentality, right? And I'm not saying that's what is going to lead him in a position in the NBA, but maybe it's going to reward him with a 10 day contract like this. What does that really mean? Look what they did with PJ Dozier, right? You don't know if that even means anything. Maybe they're just trying out, um, something else in their mind of having that type of guy with the mentality like that.
3: I do think, part of this is they do they have that sp- roster spot right yeah they don't want to they want to leave that flexibility for the next week and a half up mm-hmm. until the trade deadline because if they make a trade they it, it leaves the flexibility of having the, the potential to add multiple players and you don't have to cut any one to make it happen so i think that open roster spot means something and for them if they don't make any trades that Add players that would fill up that roster spot they can elect to go all right we got a cut we got looks at a couple of guys on 10 days we looked at pj dozier we looked at deontay burton we've kept our eye on this guy oh there's a buyout candidate There's optionality for this group to to add to this team. And maybe it's a situation they go, all right, well, trade deadline passed. It went, you know what? Let's bring back PJ Dozier and we're going to sign him to a guarantee through the rest of the year. Yeah, I think they're just trying to leave that spot open. I was surprised they went with Burton in this spot, but it's also could be a case of, hey, he's been a good guy. Like let's reward the guy a little bit with a 10 day, give him some extra cash and let's see if he can provide us a little spark just some practices now that we're on this road trip.
4: Yeah, I well, And that's exactly, and I've enjoyed his presence um, since he's come back from an injury early on uh, before the regular season of the Stockton Kings uh, season G league season started. And ever since he's come, he's been that spark for the Stockton Kings team. We've seen them, seen them have success since he's been healthy and, uh yeah either way i'm glad that he's getting rewarded he's great
3: so january 30th would be the first day of the 10 day i mean that pretty much takes you up to the trade deadline wow. February 9th. so um that allows them to take a look at one more guy on a 10 day have him in their building on this road trip and then trade deadline happens
4: makes there-
3: sense so yeah trade
4: is gonna be here fast dude i'm so excited i hope there's fireworks like sam amick told us the other day baby, a you're a firework because oh. baby you're I a don't, firework i don't know
3: the song i'm sorry you but
4: you don't know you don't know lyrics to many songs but you always go like you'll just start singing a song with just like Da-na-na.
3: because i don't listen to music a lot yeah you do no i listen to music but i don't listen
4: I hear see. what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I do. I, it's on
3: in the background. I'm like listening. That's why
4: you got to listen to classical, dude. It just like it no, gets I your li- brain going. And it's sometimes great. I find
3: a song I like and I go back and I'm like, oh, I'm going to really listen to that. And I'll like read the lyrics.
4: Just, wow. I listen to spa music, jazz, uh, like instrumental and classical.
3: You're so cool, man.
4: I'm just a deep no, thinker. No, you're super cool. How cool. Tell me. So
3: cool. Anything else you want to hit tonight?
4: Um. No, we hit a lot of Kings. Uh, there's a, there's NBA topics that I would like to save um, for next week as we're just free-flowing yeah. okay. and talking a lot more NBA. But there's some good stuff going around. Just got hey. teams climbing up in the Western Conference.
3: Embiid might have... Uh,
4: this situation.
3: Injected himself into the MVP conversation. Hell. Dude, he was awesome tonight. He had a step... Or today, it was earlier today. One, They got back into that game. That was it. Was just fun to see what the Sixers were able to do. Like Embiid clinches it with a three over Jokic. It was nasty.
4: Embiid. You know he got
3: fined twenty five thousand dollars for doing the DX suck. For the suck it. Yeah, twenty five k. Well,
4: it's the same thing when they do the big balls thing or whatever.
3: Like big old balls. Honestly, what's the big
4: deal? Yeah, I don't.
3: He, he didn't do it to a play. He did it toward the crowd at home. It was a fun thing. I don't understand why those things are so bad for the league. Out of everything that transpires during a game, it's like, you cannot ta- you cannot do the crotch chop. It's like, it's not that big of a deal, guys. No. Guess what? Hey, I, you, your your uh, properties, your bleacher report, your partners, they all shared it. They all got millions of views. It's good for the game. People like
4: what it. What if people are flipping off the crowd? That
3: okay. A well, that I feel like maybe it, that's is
4: that like question. universal? Like I mean, I support. No-no. that. I support it. Oh. but
3: no, I, you should not do that.
4: Okay, okay. Deuce is not encouraging this bad behavior.
3: Triple H, at least he said, offered to pay the fine too. That's oh, funny. really? That'd be really. That fun is if they cool. Did. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Hours after when we're going to be back live on Monday night following Kings T Wolves. Let's go. We'll also be live Monday morning, eleven a.m. On Sactown Sports, if you guys didn't know and you're just finding out about this, uh, we launched a daily show that is uh, exclusively on Sactown Sports in Sacramento. Go to youtube.com slash Sports 1140. You can follow us there. We're on Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. But the podcast is ours. Night chat, ours. And we'll be live after every single game. Let's go. We love you guys so 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 much, but we got to go.
4: Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday night. We'll see you guys later.
2: Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and
5: mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo, the podcast that you know, deuce and mo.